Hello? Pizza delivery for, uh, Icy Wiener. Oh, crud. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's podcast experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show, where I am joined by the one and only Ryan Taggart. Hello. And uh, he and I are here to discuss our work in the gig economy, just the two of us. Um, and even prior to that, um, Ryan was doing uh, deliveries before that. Kind of want to talk about the deliveries, and I'm, I'm up for talking about some of my rideshare driving as well. Because of our uh, immediate circle of friends, Ryan and I have been the only ones who've done anything like this. You know, the the app work, you know, what's referred to like as the gig economy, like I said before. And there's a lot of talk about that right now because the fact that uh, there was Proposition 22 in California, which. Um, see, I don't even remember exactly what the vote was. It didn't. I think it didn't pass. Which means that employee, which means you're not classified as an employee if you work on one of these apps. There was a lot of talk about that because some people, and I always found this perplexing, just to kind of dive right into it. Um, the idea that people want to be classified as employees by Uber and Lyft and you know any of the you know DoorDash and Postmates or Grubhub, and I really don't understand that because if you're an employee as of now as as a freelancer or as an independent contractor, I personally like it. And right. I don't need to worry about the the restrictions of being an employee because that means, yes, they'll offer you things like insurance and uh, they will take taxes out. So you don't need to account for your taxes. So you don't need to do that. it yourself. Right. Yeah. I, but I, at the same time, I mean, that could be a slippery slope leading into not getting to decide your own hours at some point. Exactly. Possibly, or, you know, there are any number of things that could go wrong with that. So. I mean, the the beauty in it is that you can literally do it when you want and not do it when you don't want to. Totally. And why anyone would want to give that up is beyond my comprehension. It, well, yeah, just to be an employee, like have yeah. yet another job, you know, that's on the books in a different way where you're employed by somebody else. I don't get it. I like the the self-employed life. I It's been pretty good to me these last, uh, let's say, five years. I mean, this year, notwithstanding. But overall, I've liked being able to set my own schedule. I can go out and, and work when I want. You know, and hope and it's you busy quit enough. when you want to. There's exactly. No, so you're, it's not like having no another job. down your neck. I mean, that's what a lot of people I talked to, particularly out in in Los Angeles. What people liked about doing it was there were people who I would run into. Yeah, I mean, usually if I was getting a ride with like Uber and Lyft, and they were just doing it full time, like literally left their day jobs to do that because they said, "I'd rather drive around all day than be stuck at a desk." I mean, it really was that simple for a lot of people, and I understand that. I would too, frankly, because you know, I prior to getting into the uh into app work you know being an independent contractor i was working at a desk job and uh, i was miserable and frankly i was right. much happier doing the driving whether it was delivering food or driving people around the city or whatever i'd rather be doing that given the choice because i especially in a beautiful place like you're in los angeles like, yeah well weather-wise <laughs> different it's... than doing it everywhere else you know <laughs> this is true yeah this is absolutely that that was a big factor because with the weather being nice enough yeah, fucking for sure. palm trees everywhere. Like <laughs> that would make me happy driving around, even if I'm sitting in traffic. I mean, it, it it's could just be cool worse. shit to look at, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. At, at least the scenery is pretty good. You're, you're getting mm -hmm. to know some areas. And that's really what, you know, when I started driving for 
Uber and Lyft in uh, 2016. That's really how I got to learn more of the about Los Angeles overall, uh, kind of get a literally a bird's eye view of Los Angeles like you would look at it on a map and know where everything's were, know where the, the main arteries of road were and where they led. And uh, that was more educational than the previous all in five years I'd been living there prior. I learned right. more about it from driving around in that first four, five, six months. You know, just I started in. Yeah, actually, it was right after your wedding in 2016. I started driving for Lyft that week after I, I came back from your wedding um, and then Uber in uh, June. After about two months of doing Lyft, I started doing Uber and then I would flip flop for a while. But anyway, uh, I like the idea of being self-employed. And I think it's weird that I'm even seeing articles now, you know, in light of the fact that this proposition, um, I believe, did not pass. I think the, I should have really researched this, but this is hardly a new show. Right. But <laughs> I think the proposition was to designate independent contractors as employees of these app companies. Right. That and that I, was the purpose of the is it? Okay. legislation. Right. So it did not pass. And there are all these articles I'm seeing about, you know, how Silicon Valley or, you know, the, how the big tech companies got their way and, uh, you know, v- persuaded people not to vote. Uh, you know, to to take on more employees or for the drivers as employees. And I'm thinking, I, I just thought it was better. I mean, my sister asked me about it and I said, I'd vote no, because I'd, I was happier being an independent contractor. I don't, otherwise, it's just another job. Right. I mean, even though it, for a while it was supplementing my day job. And then for a while, particularly at the end of my um, my time in California, it was the primary job because everything else had kind of dried up and there weren't opportunities I was finding, which, you know, led in, in a large part to me moving back to New Jersey. But I was much happier at least being able to kind of make my own schedule, which allowed me to do things like voiceover and allowed me to still, you know, continue doing the podcast and everything else. Right. It it was way easier right. for me in, in that sense to just be self-employed. Yeah. So, so you have a gig like that. Why would you want to open the door to someone telling you what to do? Because things like, you know, they do your taxes, take out your taxes for you or offer health insurance. That doesn't come with no strings. So even if they're saying at the get-go, like, oh, you're not going to have a boss, you know, an immediate boss or someone to answer to, that possibility is always going to be there, that eventually it's not going to just be a, a free-for-all, you know? Totally. So why would you why would you want to allow for that? And also... Even that possibility. And also, it changes the dynamic because if you're now an employee, well, you're going to be, you're going to be expecting to make similar to what you were making, which means prices go up. Which means who right. knows how many people are going to continue to use the services, which mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's become particularly in a city like that where you were previously dependent on public transportation. I mean, it's such a driving city, you know, Los Angeles that uh, you can't really walk anywhere. There's not there aren't many walkabout areas except for kind of the touristy spots. Um, but it's not like Manhattan where you could just take a, a subway in. And, yeah, you might want to catch a cab to save you the walk, but you can right. walk around. But you the can entirety. otherwise walk where we want. Right? Exactly. Whereas. California, well, at least Los Angeles, th- that isn't an option. Right. So because it's such a driving city, public transportation was kind of the way to get around, mostly the bus. So it's it's so, it becomes so part of, you know, Uber and Lyft to become such a part of people's daily life. And they're so much part of the, the culture out there and what people are used to that over there. It wouldn't really make much of a difference if the prices kept going up and they have gone up in, in bits and pieces, even though it seems drivers aren't getting paid more. But that's a whole other of course, <laughs> the whole other issue. Yeah, why would they be getting paid more? Yeah, but uh, apparently, you know, people have complained about it, but they're too 
it, it, they're too deep into it. They're too dependent on it to actually be able to say, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to get my own car or what have you, or go pick up my own food, which let's uh, talk about the, the delivery part of it first, because sure, I just to give my, uh, my experience with it. So what happened to me was in, uh, I was working a studio job and uh, I, I had a permanent position, which wasn't really a permanent position because I got laid off in uh, summer of 2014, was brought back for a different job at that studio as a temp, and then I was let go from that job at uh, in around March of 2015, uh, which is funny because I was let go on a Monday, and I remember going to do Cape that night at Skid Row Studios, and um, I don't remember what episode number it was, but uh, I did choose... Uh, the, I remember I opened the show with uh, Night Songs by Cinderella, just because the opening line of, you know... Working this job ain't working paying this the bills. Job ain't paying the bills. Yeah, yeah, sick and tired rat race taking my thrills. Um, <laughs> nighttime comes and I'm ready to rock it, and that's exactly what I was doing because it was you yep. know, 9 p.m. and time to do my show. Uh, so that was a very conscious choice, considering that right. that day I was let go. I was like, "All right, good song to to kick off on." Well, yeah, it <laughs> it, it kind of made sense. Um, so I, I was looking around for a job, and I reached out to some some uh, recruitment agencies and temp agencies and and things like that, and um finally had a meeting with one who thought my experience was great. And she said, okay, I'm, I can definitely do something with you. Uh, no problem. This was around May. I'd spent a couple of weeks or let's say the month of April looking around for stuff for myself. And then it didn't pan out. Um, now while I was working this temp job, because it paid less than what I was getting at the, the permanent position, my temp job was only paying me $11 an hour. So I was looking for a uh, potential nighttime work and I kept seeing these uh these postings on craigslist for postmates and it was make i forget exactly what it was I think it was like up to 25 dollars an hour or 30 dollars an hour something like that and i'm looking at this thing for postmates and saying well, that seems kind of cool wait a minute so you use your phone this is the first you know it's end of 2014 it's my first kind of introduction to the idea of wait a second so you use your phone you get deliveries you pick stuff up and then you bring it to people like just Wrapping my head around that, and probably right. a lot of people as well. Because this is all new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know how this exactly is going to work. And I'm reading about it thinking, okay, I guess that makes sense, but what do you do? And then had always it, it was always on my radar, but I didn't actually end up doing it, even though, frankly, I could have used the money. But um, it, it was on my mind for a while. This is the first. I'd heard about Uber and Lyft, but my car was, a, I mean, my car was 10 years old at that point and was still going. But I said, I don't want to drive people around in a car that's 10 years old. And frankly, it wouldn't have qualified for Uber and Lyft either. I think, this was the uh, Saturn? Yeah, this was the Saturn. Um, yeah, I, I mean, remember the Saturn. <laughs> it was four doors, so in that regard, yeah. it would have qualified. But it was it was high mileage, and it was too old. I think at that point, your car had to be like within seven years. So I guess it would have had to be like an 08 at the point when I was looking into these apps after getting laid off. So um, laid off in March, talked to this recruiter in um, May. And uh, she was in touch with me, uh, you know, some of the, well, nothing panned out, I should say, that she initially talked to me about. And um, so she calls me in June and says, I got good news. We have uh, signed uh, the company she works for, which is Nationwide, signed a deal with one of the big media companies. And uh, they're going to be doing the recruiting for them, for temps and for permanent hires and everything. But it doesn't kick in until September. So she said... You know, if if you can hang in there until September, I'm sure I can get you in. Said, awesome. Okay, sounds good. Now, since I was laid off, I was getting unemployment 
from the job I had, which because I wasn't getting paid that much, the unemployment was almost as much as I was making working 40 hours a week. But I would still rather work to earn my money. I don't want to just sit and, you know, gather unemployment and, you know, collect that and just just mill about. Right. There's only so much TV I can directionless. watch. Directionless, yeah. For... Exactly. It's good for the first month. Right. But I, I still look just for another job. gather your thoughts and be like, okay, let me yeah, figure out and... what to do. And I'll, I'll collect for a month. Sure. Right. Well, that was yeah. it. I thought initially, all get right. your bearings. Well, and I thought, too, like, I don't want to leave too much time between jobs because if I get a job in another studio or another position. Yeah. At the studio, for you to explain. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't like gaps. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Which is funny because now everybody's going to have a big 2020 gap on their resume when everybody goes looking for work again. So what were you doing for six months there? Huh? Yeah. (laughs) What was going on? (laughs) (laughs) And now everyone's going to have the same answer. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's always that's always a funny thing having to explain gaps in your uh, resume. Um, But anyway, so since she said, uh, you know, you can wait till September at this point it's June and I'm thinking okay well I got to do something for about three months let me check out this Postmates thing let me see what this is about and uh, there was I signed up for it and then I got approved they ran whatever background check they needed to so like two days later I got an email saying uh, come to orientation it was in downtown LA in some building Uh, it will be just a one hour informative meeting just to uh, take you through the app basically how to work the app and get you going get you an insulated bag Things like that. And um, so I went down there, went to this meeting, and this place was packed. There must have been 40 people in what was like a classroom-sized room on folding chairs. And some people even had to stand in the back because there was no room. And uh, basically, they had a a screen that was kind of that mirrored the person's phone who was showing you literally how to operate the delivery app. And anytime there was any questions, people would raise their hand. Every single question was about getting paid. So when do we get paid? So how much are we going to make? So how <laughs> ma- for for the entire hour, everybody kept asking questions about pay, like didn't care about how the app worked, didn't care about how to actually do deliveries, any questions about picking up, dropping off, none of that. It was all about getting paid. So how much are we going to get paid? So we guaranteed to make, you know, this amount an hour. Well, it said you can make up to $30 an hour. So are we going to be making like $28 an hour? Like, no, fool. Like, people, I mean, a lot of people are really, really stupid. And I just thought, I want to learn how this app works, and I'll go from there. So that's essentially right. what I did. So I was like, all right, great. I'm going to be off and running on this thing. So um, I had an issue with my knee, which put me down for like an extra week, week and a half. Uh, my knee just swelled up one day when I was out renting movies. I was like, my knee puffed up really ridiculously. So I ended up having to wait like an extra week or two. Thankfully, with the help of the unemployment I got, but uh, renting movies. What was this? Nineteen ninety seven. No, it was. Oh, you know what it was? It, I think it was like a, right around July fourth, and I wanted to rent a couple of movies because I, I wasn't working. I, I wanted to rent a to movie. <laughs> yeah, I was just Randall, and I said like, I want to go to a good video store so I get a good movie. Like Netflix doesn't have anything good anymore. <laughs> I, I don't want to watch uh, House of Cards. I want to rent a movie. So I did. Well, I mean, be honest. How many movies did you consume? Like, did you watch everything in just your collection at times? And you run. Oh, no, of course not. Exactly. No. So after <laughs> what this would have been. Yeah. Like I said, it was probably around July 4th. After three months of being unemployed, I'd gone through all the movies I'd wanted to watch recently. So I did go to rent right. a movie at a little mom and papa movie rental place in North Hollywood. But uh, I signed up. I or rather I started uh, delivering for Postmates on. um july 27th of 2015 which is funny literally before we were doing the show about an hour before you and i started i actually had to download the um 
the Postmates app again to look up some details because I remember certain things, but I didn't necessarily remember about um, some specific amounts because I did have some astounding uh, deliveries along with just some general uh, frustration with it. But that's why I even looked at the date because if you scroll back far enough, and actually the interface is really, really good now. There's a little logo for every restaurant and everything on Postmates, which is handy. So it was very easy to find uh, certain ones. And um, I started, I just went out for like, two hours one afternoon during lunch and uh yeah the first day i made like 43 bucks in two hours i said this is awesome it's pretty good <laughs> i mean yeah in, in two hours i would have made 22 dollars, and after giving a cut to uncle sam and the union i would end up with you know maybe 17 16 of that so the idea right. that i was able to make you know 40 odd bucks in two hours i thought okay this is good i mean i'm gonna have to work more hours i can't do this two hours a day bullshit but right. it'd be kind of nice but I thought, okay, this is good. I just wanted to stay locally, just stayed around Burbank and figured, let me get used to this, uh, the interface of the app itself, and then just how to deliver. And uh, that was another challenge, because uh, California is all apartments. I mean, well, 90% <clears throat> right. apartments yeah. and some houses. And uh, so that's kind of how I got off and running with that. Um, I did Postmates for, like I said, almost a year until I started doing the rideshare driving thing, and then when I got tired of it i'd go back to doing deliveries and said like i hate people and i would do deliveries for a while but what so you started doing uh prior to to the app business which we'll get to but you started doing uh deliveries just for some supplemental income right right uh so it was back in 2013 when i had uh i was working for verizon wireless i got fired um first time in my life ever getting fired from a job so i was like oh what the fuck do i do now you know, had a house and was looking to get married and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Now, what? um, so I started working for a, uh, while I was on an unemployment, um, for a few months, I started working for, uh, an independent pizzeria completely under the table, which was awesome. I, I won't name them because, you know, <laughs> because it was, was under, the, under table. the table. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was making an hourly wage in cash that I got to walk out with every night and all of my tips all in cash. And, uh, I was probably making, I was working one day a week and I was making like $150 a day on average. Awesome. So I was pulling in like $600 a month under the table, which was great. Which is huge. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, a huge yeah. chunk of money. Right. Um, so I did that for years and then eventually I, I decided I didn't want to do it anymore because I wanted, you know, my weekends back. I would work all day on Sunday. So I was giving up half of my weekend and then it got to the point where I didn't really need the money as much. So I quit and then eventually I needed the money again and uh, I started working at Pizza Hut, um, did that for about a year and a half, um, delivering pizzas to you know, the people around town. Nothing too exciting to go on there. I mean, uh, aside from the cheap tippers, that oh, was God. the worst thing about it. I made no money there, <laughs> which is why I, I hung on for you a know, little over a year, maybe a year and a half. I don't even think it was that well, much. Well, let's, let's get into that because that is one of the most frustrating parts of doing deliveries in, um, in, in this current era, particularly on apps. But you had the problem, too, with, with Pizza Hut because it wouldn't be – there would be a delivery fee in a lot of cases. Some places have mm -hmm. free delivery or free delivery if you order a certain amount. Yeah, but so there was a delivery charge, right, yeah, for Pizza Hut, and right. and same with the delivery fee, whether you're using Uber Eats or DoorDash or Postmates or Grubhub or whatever, you, there is a delivery fee, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, people are stupid enough to think that that is or includes tip, and it doesn't. It doesn't. How does three dollars in, include a tip? I don't right. understand how anybody thinks that makes sense, especially when tipping pops up as a separate option. 
as a separate option. Uh, Pizza Hut would actually write on all of the pizza boxes, delivery charge is not a tip. Like in big, <laughs> bold letters, it would be on right. every pizza box um, to let people know because – I mean, it wasn't it wasn't atrocious. The delivery charge was like two fifty. But here's the question: What if do you really think two fifty is a reasonable tip for every single order? Exactly. Is it maybe reasonable for one pizza? Maybe you could argue that. Is it a reasonable tip for a hundred dollars worth of food that I'm dragging to your house? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No. no, it's not. No, no chance. So as a flat charge, even if it was going to the driver, which it isn't. Still not reasonable in most cases. Totally. Well, and that was the funny part. So stop being a cheapskate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the idea that even if 100% of the delivery fee goes to the driver, which it's not, why would anybody think that, you know, three bucks? Because a lot of places, you know, there were were deliveries um, just to, you know, going to jump around a little bit. But, you know, eventually I started doing deliveries with Uber Eats and uh, McDonald's had a big deal with them where you can only, well, you could finally get delivery from mcdonald's and it was through uber eats and it was free for a while and because it was free and that's why i hated picking up from anywhere like that and i did do it for a while just because there'd be bonuses like uber would have quantity based bonuses like mm-hmm. monday to thursday if you hit x amount of uh trips be it rides or deliveries you get a flat amount of bonus and there'd be a, a separate one for um weekends for friday through sunday so i would do mcdonald's orders because if you did accept a mcdonald's order because it was so busy this is out in california um, it would be you'd probably pick up two. So I thought, awesome. OK, so it's not going to pay a lot. But if I'm getting, you know, an extra hundred dollars for doing 40 deliveries in the next couple of days, well, that's like an extra 250 per order. So if I'm essentially getting an extra five bucks on top of whatever it is I'm going to get from these deliveries, then it's it's worth it because at least I'm going in the same you know relative neighborhood. So this delivery will take me, you know, hopefully maybe 40 minutes or something. So I thought, all right, it's that's manageable. But the problem is you're also not driving a distance with McDonald's. So you're not earning much money for the delivery. I think that what the hell was it? It was really cheap. I think it was 262 was the minimum you would make from an Uber delivery, an Uber Eats delivery. And and that's if it was like less than two miles, less than three miles, maybe you were getting 262 for the delivery, which means you also probably because it was McDonald's and people, you know, ordering their filet of fish and not leaving the house uh they're also not tipping because they're cheap bastards Mm -hmm. so i would get 262 for going to mcdonald's picking up someone's order driving it you know 10 minutes because la traffic park it for trying to find parking at someone's apartment and then have to page them from the the call box outside and then have them buzz me in and then Hit the button for the elevator, wait for the elevator, go up. <laughs> go Dude, I would have quit after uh, an hour. I hated it so much. And and to the <laughs> point to the point where what I I started to do was because just realistically, you, you can't find parking. Like parking is a joke in LA. Like traffic and parking tickets are just ways of life out there. That's how it is. And parking right. sucks for apartments. So what happened was eventually, especially with like McDonald's orders, which again, I would only accept if it was necessary. Um, although you also had to keep your um your acceptance, acceptance rate up. level. Up. Yeah. Right. I'd keep that percentage at a certain, at a certain level. So I did have to take them more often than I wanted to, but I'd say maybe I would do like two out of three. So I would sometimes pass them up because I didn't, you know, especially back in at this time, you didn't know where the delivery was going. You were just accepting, you know, how far away you were, <laughs> you know, distance and time wise from the pickup. It didn't tell you what direction you were going. It wasn't giving you a, a minimum guarantee for how much you were going to make. 
you know, this is, I think I started doing Uber Eats like at the end of uh, 2017 because it became an option to add just you can do rides and deliveries at the same time. So I thought, oh, I'll do deliveries during dinner and then, you know, six to eight, I'll do deliveries and then eight o'clock I'll switch over and start doing rides. So at least that way, I, I'm not burning a ton of gas, not putting a ton of miles on my car. Let me just do it that way. And uh, But it got to the point where I was doing deliveries from McDonald's when I, or a lot of other places, but it was a lot of times with McDonald's where people would just be generally broke and bitchy anyway, the people mm-hmm. you're dropping off to. And uh, if they were in an apartment, I would just call them when I arrived and I'd say, look, there's no parking. Can you come downstairs and get it? Because there's nowhere I can park safely and, and bring it to you. And some people would be okay with it because they understood that's just how it is. Right. And uh, other people would be bitchy, but I didn't care. So mm. give me a thumbs down. Like, I give a shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you're never going to see him again. Chances it, are. Yeah, so that's exactly yeah. it. And you know what? Right. You got to stay home in, in your socks, mm-hmm. you know, in, in your air conditioning while I was driving in, you know, 95 degree heat to bring your filet of fish. Fuck you. Come downstairs. You I, assholes in your yeah, socks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just like I, you're get, you're still getting it delivered to your door. You can get those McDonald's right. fries. People love so much delivered mm-hmm. to your door and hey to, so you got to yeah. go downstairs big can't just come outside deal. yeah <laughs> that's it yeah like you take right. the elevator down like and you're not going to tip me anyway which is the funny part because i'm telling you the nine times out of ten you get no tip for dropping off and that's that's one of my gripes when it, it's come to uber anyway because uber was so big with um not having a tipping option for rides that when i started doing deliveries people were so used to not tipping with uber that they wouldn't tip on deliveries either and that was really frustrating. Um, and what helped offset that was both the bonuses for the quantity, you know, hitting a certain amount of trips. And uh, also they had actually they still have them now just because I look today, just because even though I haven't done them for a while and certainly during the pandemic, I uh, was just curious about what's going on. I'll check in on the apps once in a while to see what's happening. But uh, they still have and had at the time boost zones where it would be like a multiplier for a certain area so like i can work in the burbank area to be like during peak times would be like 1.3 which meant i was getting an extra 30 percent of whatever the the delivery you know whatever my guaranteed fee was so you know instead of getting five dollars i was getting 650 which you know if you're going to get four or five deliveries done in two hours is going to add up so it's worthwhile so if you're not getting a tip at least you're making more money for working in a in a certain area so it was it was worthwhile in that way but Man, it, it was really annoying that just tipping wasn't even a factor. Now, thankfully, they've built it into when you place an order because we've ordered a lot of delivery the last right. couple of months. Thankfully, when you place the order, it would actually pop up for a tip. You know, it'll ask you to add the tip into the total because when I started doing it after the delivery was done, you wouldn't even get a rating in most cases because after the delivery was complete, you can rate thumbs up or thumbs down and then add a tip. Right. So people wouldn't even bother rating you or tipping you. They could just bypass that. And then, you know, no tip for you, sucker, which was I can't imagine not annoying. tipping for someone delivering food to my house. Exactly. You can't. Under, right. In no scenario. Can I imagine not tipping? I I, I just don't understand the thought process there. I, I'm with you. And I get that Never everybody in LA is would I not tip someone because it's, it's even different than, you know, a server in a restaurant where mm-hmm. maybe they had a really bad attitude or they were just awful. Like. I mean, even though I can't understand no tip, I can understand maybe a shitty tip Right. in a case like that if they're like really a server's an asshole or they just never came back to your table or they were just bad. But this is not that. Like someone's literally just dropping food off to your house. Exactly. They don't need to check on you again. They don't need to refill anything. 
Like they're using their car, their gas, their time. You fucking tip them. Totally. Something. This, uh, why, why this is not a no-brainer is beyond me. Well, that was always the most frustrating part, especially when it came to people who would order. And those were some of my the, the deliveries that got me the most frustrated because when I'd pick up from like Cheesecake Factory or a sushi place, I mean, geez, I, you know, especially because sushi's everywhere in, in Los Angeles. I right. pick up from sushi restaurants, you know, a hundred dollar order. And then drive it up to some house in the hills, which is takes forever because it's it's slow and it's windy. Mm-hmm. And you're also parking on the street, then having to walk what feels like several blocks up to the actual door of the house. Right. And then to drop it <laughs> off and no tip. And I'm thinking, really, you spent a hundred dollars on sushi. Is five bucks really gonna kill you? Like right. if I'm delivering your food, you know, the five bucks for this extra for one delivery is gonna make a big difference for me. Right. Especially if I'm doing, you know, two of these an hour for you. You have a house in the hills. Five bucks is not making a difference. And if you're spending that much on dinner. Exactly. Oh, (laughs) my God. That that would piss me off so badly. Just the idea that people wouldn't tip at all on some some of those situations. I mean, you in this case, I mean, this is obviously pre pandemic. So you're actually knocking on the door and waiting for someone to answer. So, I mean, did you have people who were just like, all right, bye. And then just leave. Or, Or were they able to add a tip onto the order when you were delivering pizza to them? Uh, well, Pizza Hut, um, usually there would be, you know, if they did a credit card, you know, for the transaction, there would be a tip on there. So I would know it already. Oh, cool. Those were the best situations where I'd say, oh, great. They put six bucks on here. Like, awesome. Or however much it was, at least I knew I was getting a tip. But it was the ones where they were going to tip in cash, whether, you know, they would say uh, they would pay with a credit card and they would say cash. There were times where I wouldn't get a tip in cash where they just didn't tip me. Even though they wrote it on the credit, you know, it was written on the credit card receipt when they were asked over the phone or mm. what have you. So I was like, okay, they'll give me a few bucks, and then some people never would. Um, but uh, yeah, there were there were times where I legitimately got no tip, yeah, at all. And then just like, all right, thanks, I know, bye. Just like, it's like you, yeah. you son of a bitch. Every profanity in the book as I'm walking away. You know. Oh, there was I just I I can't fathom it. I can't. There there was one where um, it was. For well, I should say for a while, this this was really funny. Um, Postmates didn't have an official Facebook group. There was like an unofficial Los Angeles one that some uh, another Postmate started that I found out about and joined in. It was kind of like a word of mouth thing, or like they basically it was it was independent from the company. Eventually, the company shut it down, which was pretty shitty because <laughs> I thought, why can't you? I mean, it was mostly like a complaint forum, so I can't right. completely so. knock them. But at the same time, it's well, you guys don't have any official anything where you can communicate with somebody or have any kind of support i mean maybe they do now but this is five years ago and uh there were a lot of times when people would trade stories about funny shit that happened there and (laughs) there was one which cracked me up and which a lot of people had a lot of things to say about somebody posted about there was um one of these high-rise buildings in in downtown la which is like you know retail and everything on the ground floor and then all apartments above it um, or sometimes hotels, same thing. But anyway, this mm-hmm. this person showed up at uh, the Starbucks in the ground floor of this this building in downtown, and it was literally picking up one coffee and bringing it to an apartment upstairs in that building. <laughs> wow! How lazy so do you need to be? Couldn't even walk downstairs or take the elevator. Down exactly. I mean, it was a yeah. dude, but yeah, the, the whole uh, idea, yeah. like, I'm gonna have somebody else. Bake off. And of course, didn't tip, which is like, of course. yeah, like, you know, you st- this person still had to drive to the place 
right. to get you your coffee. It's not like they were there already and they just took the elevator upstairs. And you said, you know, well, like that three bucks they're going to get for the for delivering it is fine. No, yeah. asshole. It's not. <laughs> you need to right. tip them. You need to tip. Uh, yeah. I, I had that once with um with an Uber Eats delivery where I went and picked up at a it was firehouse subs in North Hollywood. Mm. And it was the order was three cookies, which is like <laughs> t- which was two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and so you pick up the order and you I don't remember if you tap the button or you swipe whatever. Let's, let's just say swipe for the sake of example. And um so I swiped and it was like now deliver and the the pin didn't move. I said where am I going? Where am I supposed to be? And then I'm walking around in, like back to my car and just looking and saying wait a second and then I'm looking at the the delivery address. And it was the cross street. The the firehouse subs, I believe, is on Lancashire. And whatever the, this cross street was, was the address. But because this is one of those buildings where there's an apartment above it, but on the ground floor all around, there's like restaurants and everything you can access from the street. Uh, you know, all the main entrances and everything are from the street. And there's this residential apartment building above it. And yeah, the, the address was the cross street around the corner. And I looked at the street sign as I'm walking back to my car, which is parked at a meter, of course. And then I notice the street sign. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I see it's the apartment entrance. Before I know it, I see this girl come out. And she's like, are you from Postmates? I'm sorry, are you from Uber? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And she's like, oh, that's for me. And I'm like, this chick had three cookies delivered. Like, I mean, yeah, I thought that Starbucks people... thing was bad. But when it finally right. happened to me, I said, this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, she um, did tip me. I delivered but... uh, a coffee, one coffee from Starbucks once to this this. Uh, rich bitch in um in rumson oh god and yeah it was literally just one coffee and it was her in the house and i had to drive like 15 minutes mm-hmm. but i made somewhere between nine and ten dollars delivering one coffee to this right woman. well like, see that's that's the part where like it's you, funny. you live in this mansion and like on the river in rumson you couldn't just make a coffee at home right like, you must have me come out or and even, deliver it to you but make you're it in, like yoga pants make it worth your while because you're, you're right. paying like five bucks for the coffee and you're paying it who knows what the delivery fee is I don't think right. Starbucks is one of those that's free. Let's just say two bucks. Plus a tip. Plus a like, tip. So you're paying, how much are you paying for this one coffee? Yeah, exactly. You're paying $10, $11 to have one coffee delivered. At least make it worth your while and, you know, get get something. Get, get a sandwich Get, get a panini. Or, yeah. Or right. get, get a muffin, something. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I made a lot of money delivering <laughs> one coffee, for, but well, I was like, really? <laughs> that's the thing. People have said that to me as far as like, well, the money you make, but they're like, you don't make that much doing deliveries. And I thought, well, if I can make let's say 10 or 12 bucks in a half hour. And I do that twice an hour, you know, two deliveries an hour. That's still pretty good. Yeah. And generally you're in the same neighborhood. So it's, you know, in in that sense, it's pretty sweet. Like I'm not driving that far to make this money either. I'm not burning a whole lot of gas. That's why I like deliveries over doing um, rideshare driving, because at least you're in general anyway, you're, you're in a designated area. So it's not so bad. You're kind of circling the same area and end up going to a lot of the same places, frankly, because a lot of them are really popular and they love, love delivery drivers because they're making just that much more money. Right. That's the one thing I thought was fun. Now, you just just fast forward a little bit. I started doing DoorDash in February of 2019. And I think uh, you and I have been talking about it for a little bit. I said, dude, this is really great. It's way better than Uber Eats. They at least mm-hmm. give you a guarantee up front. They show you, you know, when you go to prompt for a delivery, they show you 
the estimated time it's going to take to complete the delivery, the estimated mileage you're going to drive, and you're also working in a confined zone. Right. So I said it's it's really good and it's pretty busy. Like I can definitely make, you know, on on the on average I think I was making like 17, 18 an hour, but just driving it in town, like around right. the Toms River area. Um or in the brick area depending which one had more demand or sometimes they have incentives, you know, for an extra couple of bucks per delivery if you work during peak times. And I said, "Dude, this is pretty good. You should check it out." Right, because I had started on Uber Eats after you did. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. And yeah, I did it a little bit, and I would sit there sometimes for two, three hours, and I would get one delivery, and I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like- you and I met up in the same parking lot once. Ryan yeah. and I were, were happened to be in the same parking lot in uh, Brick, New Jersey. Sorry to get regional, but there's um, a few shopping plazas nearby, and we were at the one that has like a Barnes & Noble and Applebee's. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings nearby. There's a Friday's across the street. There's all sorts of stuff around and we both happen to park there i would go there anyway but at the same time in that area near the jersey shore at least circa early 2019 uber eats wasn't as ubiquitous as it probably is now and if anything like more places had more doordash traffic which is something i started to notice when i would go pick up a delivery from uber eats because i didn't always want to end up in like hoboken <laughs> driving people with uber so i said i'm gonna give a shot doing deliveries in the area see if i could do anything um and it was definitely preferable to uh, to doing rides, but it would be super slow. So Uber Eats definitely wasn't as ubiquitous as DoorDash was. DoorDash seemed to be the go-to, which is why I right. signed up in the first place. I said, dude, you should really try this because it's way, way better. And it was. That. Oh, it <laughs> like was right, right off the bat. Yeah, that was the funny yeah. thing. And um, so I referred you and then you started doing it. And it's it was pretty great. <laughs> I got to mm-hmm. say, you know, out of all the apps I've worked, if I had to pick one, I mean, for three delivery apps, if I'm going to rate Postmates and Uber Eats and DoorDash, definitely DoorDash head and shoulders above the other two because they're right. not sending you to some far flung location. I mean, a handful of times I maybe drove more than 20 minutes or about 20 minutes to right. a delivery. Sometimes, but, yeah, that that would be the max usually. Yeah. About 20 they, minutes, like absolute max. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never drew, drove like super far. To, to deliver anything so on that level it was good because you're not putting a lot of miles you're not burning a lot of gas so that was great and you also had a guarantee so you knew you were making a certain minimum before right even accepting the so delivery. That, that was always the exciting part of seeing like okay i know i'm gonna make ten dollars on this like hell yeah let's go for it right and chances um, are you knew that that you were getting a decent tip too right and sometimes you'd end up making more than what the guarantee was if the tip exceeded whatever you know the uh the rate that they use, the, the formula that they use to uh, to make up the rate, sometimes right. the person would end up tipping more and you'd make up more than what your guarantee was. And then that's didn't happen often around here. But once in a while, I'd be like, oh, I made like an extra three or four dollars above what I thought I was going to. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is really cool. Like just sometimes the people idea. are super generous. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also there were times I was surprised where it would tell you like you're guaranteed to make eleven dollars, let's say, and the person mm-hmm. tipped way more. It end up being like nineteen. So there, right. there are those little surprises where it's like, wow. And the thing is, I, I've recommended to everybody, and, and you and I were uh, talking to our friend Corey about this, that uh, everyone should just do it anyway. Like Everyone should sign up because it's worth it just to have as an option, as a gig. Because, I mean, even when I started driving Uber, excuse me, driving Uber and Lyft, it was, it was great knowing I could just go out if my Verizon bill was due. I could go out and work till I made 100 bucks cash it out and then i could you know pay my verizon bill online it was great right it was really really awesome to be able yeah. to do that you do it whenever you want 
Yeah. So how you sucked me into it was with the uh, tremendous bonus, <laughs> the sign-up bonus that you were to get for recruiting me. Yeah, so that was weird. I was still working at Pizza Hut at the time mm-hmm. and working my main job. So I had two jobs already. And then you're like, so there's this bonus of $2,000 that uh, I'll get if you work, uh, I think it was like 200, uh, 200 deliveries, I think, in two months. Yeah, it was like 60 days, when 200 I, deliveries. 200 deliveries in 60 days. I would get $2,000 and you would get like, what was it, 100 bucks? Yeah, I would get a yeah, I got a hundred bucks. Completely yeah. slanted. Completely slanted. Yeah. I but, was like, so I'm gonna do all this work and I'm gonna get a hundred bucks and this right. guy's gonna get two grand. I'm, I'm like, like, why nope. am I getting why, why am I getting all the benefit for him doing all the work? That seemed insanely slanted to me. Because when I referred right. people to do um Uber or Lyft, like when um when I started doing both, um at the time when Sherry and I were were friends as prior to us um getting in a relationship, but I'd said, I'm making some decent money doing Lyft, which I was doing first, and then doing Uber. And at that time, um, well, the, Lyft, I signed up, and they just had a straight-up $500 bonus. After you completed, like, 30 rides, 25 rides, it wasn't much at all. And they were recruiting heavily, because I saw Facebook ads almost daily, which is why I signed up literally the day before I flew back for your wedding in April of 2016. <laughs> and I said, all right, everything should be good to go by the time I get back, and then I'll start doing Lyft when I get back. I'll see what that's about. So, uh, that was an easy 500 bucks I got just for signing up and completing not many, maybe, maybe it was 40 rides. It wasn't a lot, but I did it in a week. And literally after I finished, you know, I tapped to complete my 40th ride, my balance went up by $500. It was instantly available. So I instantly cashed it out <laughs> for right. like the dollar or whatever it was, just cause I wanted to see that amount in my bank account. Because after living very, very hand to mouth in Los Angeles for geez, at that point, you know, between three and four years, I said, yes, I want to be able to see, that I have, you know, 500 something right. dollars in one go in my. Yeah. Uh, in my so you account. had tried to get me to sign up for Uber, too. And I did because you had like a, a referral. Yes. link. And I, so I did. And I, uh, you know, went through the background check and all that. And I mm-hmm. signed on once on a Friday night and just sat in my house, like thinking because I live right near Seaside Heights. I mean, everyone right. in the world knows Seaside because of. You know, that stupid MTV show. And the mall. There's a mall within striking distance. And there's a mall. So I was like, somebody's going to like ping me. Like I can just sit here and wait for someone to, and then I'll, you know, go. And I sat for like three hours on a Friday night and got nothing. I guess not realizing (laughs) that I should have gotten in my car and like driven somewhere and would have gotten pinged. So I never signed on again. I was like, this sucks. Like this is bullshit. (laughs) Like it's Friday night. It's dinner time. Like people are going places. Why is nobody like asking me for a ride? Right. You would think. I can't do this. <laughs> and I think at that point I said, oh, you should submit within the app. You could submit to like also add Uber Eats on as an option. I think that's how you started doing that. I said, mm-hmm. well, you're better off. You're, you're going to get something because you're also in proximity to a bunch of restaurants. Um, or right. even if you go next door, the next town over to Brick, you know, there's that plaza where I would sit and where you and I ended up sitting. And which is funny that night we sat just to circle back to that for a second. There was a you ended up getting a delivery. It was a pickup from some taco place. And I was still signed on. I got nothing the entire time. So I was, yeah, Tacoholics. Yeah. yeah. You, you drove me to the delivery. <laughs> I was like, I got nothing to do because we're sitting in the parking lot and it was, it was winter. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was before I did DoorDash. So it was probably January. And, yeah, yeah and, I think it was January. And also year. not yeah. a month people are known for spending money. People are pretty tight, you know, with a nickel in January because after the holidays and everything. Yeah, it was, so, it was last year. It was la- last yeah. January. Right? Yeah, January 2019. So we weren't expecting yeah. it to be busy anyway, but... Uh, since it was cold, 
Like we were talking about through our open windows for a little while, and I said, "Why don't you just come in the car? Let's no reason for both of us to be running the heat yeah, in our cars." We're not getting anything through. like it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got in the car, and then when you finally got a ping, I was like, "Well, we're going." So I drove you because yeah. we were just hanging out at that point. So, and I got yeah. I got like no deliveries that night. I think in about two hours, we hung out for about two hours. And you had the one, and I had none. Right. So that was that was kind of funny. But then DoorDash came up and then it was like oh, then this DoorDash is too good came to be up true. very quickly. Yeah. After that. But because that so, insanely slanted offer, I said to Ryan, well, I don't know why I'm getting so much. But look, you're doing the work. So if you can if you want to sign up, because at the time you're also you you were not underwater with some bills, but you had a lot of stuff coming up, too. Yeah. So all the more reason you were like, I, I got to make some money. I mean, doing DoorDash is great, but like, you know, I, I just wish I was able to make more. And I said, huh. Yeah. And I was making I was making no money at Pizza Hut. Like it was just like. Right. Just this decline that was happening where people weren't tipping and I was getting no deliveries. I was like, I'm, I was making sometimes like, you know, $30 in tips, like working eight hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would get paid an hourly rate, which wasn't much, but it just wasn't worth my time anymore. So I'm like, I need something, something else. Right. Yeah. And then there's this, which is available at all hours of the day. So right. you can also work as long or as little as you want. If it's not really happening one day, at least you can go home. Whereas if you're signing right. for an eight hour shift at Pizza Hut, you're more yeah, than stuck likely there stuck. And half of my yeah. weekend is shot. And I'm like, this, fuck this. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I said, yeah, we should, we should just split this bonus. I said, if you get these 60 rides in, I was like, you're going to get a hundred bucks anyway, but like, I'll give you half of the $2,000. And I said, I realize you're doing all the work, but you know, half of 2000 is better than hundred percent of nothing. So, right. And at the same time, I was like, look, I, I didn't get anything for signing up anyway. So this is almost like my bonus <laughs> in a way. But I said, this, this amount of money is too good to pass up. So it took a while, but God damn it. He did it. I did <laughs> I it on the it last done. day. I, yeah. I completed it. You had like 10 so or there 12 were, there were times go. like throughout the two months where I was like, I don't think this is going to happen, man. Like I'm not getting the deliveries and I can't, <laughs> I can't just be out all the time doing this. Cause I have, you know, two jobs already and a yeah, kid. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it was touch and, and go then, for a while. Yeah. And then I remember it was, uh, it was April 27th. It was the last day for me to qualify for <laughs> the bonus. And that was the night that we all went to see uh, Avengers Endgame. And I was working right. up in, it was that night. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there in Red Bank, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like I had been working all day and I was just getting nothing. And there was that lull between lunch and dinner where people just aren't ordering food. And I was sitting there for like two hours getting nothing, like on the verge of tears because I needed. I don't know, a few more deliveries, but I also needed to make this movie on time like mm-hmm. that we were waiting for for, <laughs> for so long. For like, a year at that be, point, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just sitting there and sitting there and I'm getting no pings and I'm like, this is the last day. Like, I can't go out anymore after this and I don't know if this is going to happen and I'm like choking back tears because I'm so upset. Like, and then I finally, they, I finally did it like by the skin of my teeth. And I even did like an extra one after it just to ensure that <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, and I just barely got home and showered and made it to the movie barely on time. Right. And so that was a little and, bit of a celebration for us where it was right. like, oh, finally, we did oh, it. We did it. Did you did it. The last day. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm telling you, that happened with me yeah. a bunch of times, especially when it, it came to um, trying to get bonuses with Uber. It was way better for me to... Uh, to get the, the rides on the weekends were honestly easier just because I knew there were it was going to be busy anyway. But at the same time, I knew there were certain places you can go like because the bonuses for for quantity were always, you know, they ended on Thursday. Well, technically it'd be Friday at 4 a.m. and Monday at 4 a.m. 
So it, it would, you know, technically it's Friday and Monday or yeah, Friday and Monday that they'd end, but it really be like Thursday night and Sunday mm-hmm. night. So where I'd always go to try to get a bunch of uh, the quantity in was near uh, UCLA because there are always kids just going from, you know, different parts of campus or different dorms or from class back to their apartment or, you know, just maybe to a restaurant or something. So I'd just be bouncing around Westwood. And there were literally times I remember it was really crazy. Sometimes I'd go out at like five or six and I needed you know, I'd be like 18 rides away because sometimes on the weekends, they'd be a lot higher. You would need like 55 rides, but it could be like, you know, like $180. So I said, OK, so that's like 18 rides a day. I can do that. It's the weekend. Um, you know, there's Uber pool, which means you can pick up up to three different people. And each one of those counts as one of your rides. So I said, this oh. is going to be great. Like I can do this. And there were a bunch of weekends. I really I mean, I would be out till like 3 a.m. anyway, because the bars close at two. Uh, it's, I'm sure they still did. Well, now nothing closes at 2 a.m., but at the time yeah. and 2 a.m., the bars were closing in Los Angeles. So you could usually get people from about 2 to 3. So there were nights I'd be in, you know, like Redondo Beach or something until <laughs> 3 a.m., just driving people around trying to get those rides so that I didn't have a whole lot to do on Sunday. But there were some Sundays. I remember one in particular. I had started out. I needed like 18 rides to get the bonus. And it's one of those things where you think like, I'm so close, like, and I need this $180, especially if it was near the end of the month or the very beginning where it was just going to go straight toward rent or the car payment. Cause rent's obviously around the first, my car payment was always on the fourth. Mm. So that, that, so that's double whammy at the beginning of the month. Exactly. And I said, Oh man, I really need this money. I really need this money. So I would push it and work like a lot of hours to try to get it done. And, um, yeah, there, there was one, in particular, I remember where I really need the money. I was really pushing it and I needed it was 11 p.m. on Sunday. Now, that means I have five hours left until, you know, to, to get these these rides in. I still had 14 rides to do <laughs> and I God damn it. I got it done. <laughs> I was out till 4 a.m., but wow. I got them done. I mean, good. Good thing for me that I'm a night owl, because I've if I had to do it right. during the day, which is another thing about doing deliveries. And also driving, although I tried deliveries and driving at different times a day, but because traffic's so bad in LA, I would just do them at night because traffic was more manageable. Better. Yeah, I yeah. mean, better is a relative term. It's, you know, it's, a relative term, right? It, traffic is <laughs> fucked out there in general, so it's it's difficult yeah. to gauge, but it would be less egregious at night, and particularly late night, and especially right. if you're driving distance because you're making more money per mile. You're making money per mile and per minute. But you're making way more per mile than you are per minute. So sitting in traffic, you're making money, but you might be making 11 cents a minute, which is just right. horrible. Yeah, so, but I, you're going to notice. I get that feeling. There were a lot of nights where it was, you know, particularly, you know, technically early Monday morning or, you know, early Friday morning, but, you know, when it was 2 a.m. And I'm thinking, like, I got to get three more, just three more rides. Oh, my God. Let me pick up three more people and not have to drive them to, like, Long Beach. You know, let them be short rides. Right. And please, please, please. So they have to be to do 14 in five hours. Like those have to be pretty short rides. They were. Well, that that was one yeah. time. That's why yeah. I was like, I'm going to UCLA. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the crazy things was, which it flip flopped for a while. For a while it was Uber, Uber, and then it became uh, Lyft. But I did. Um, There was a point when I was going down to USC on weeknights because there was a thing. I don't know what it was. It, it was Uber for at least one semester because I made great use of it one semester for sure in like 2017 
and uh, I think it was the fall of 2017, was if you were a USC student, Uber was free. Now, that's that means everybody's using it to go from class to class, to go from class to home, you know, to the dorm, from the dorm to class, to go to the Taco Bell drive through whatever. And there were times where I would literally do like seven trips in an hour. So when there were those, like, you got to do 40 rides, you know, to get a, <laughs> to get like, you know, a, a $75 bonus or something, I could rack them up in like two days. The most amount of trips I did in one night was 27 <laughs> because wow. it would just be nonstop, especially when you're in an area. Now, um, USC is right near uh, downtown LA. It's just south of downtown. So because you're a student and because it's a service that's provided through the school and it would come up, whereas the general uh, trip is UberX and then the carpool version is UberPool. It would just say USC. So you would know you were driving locally. So you're just driving around like the same square mile, mile and a half. It's a very small area. So you knew if it was a USC ride, it was going to be short. If you're picking one person up, you could be picking up two more people. So I would rack up a ton of rides, which was great. And then I'd be able to make the bonus in like two nights. And then I could go out Wednesday, Thursday and just hope to make, you know, X amount of dollars instead of trying to go for rides, you know, the amount of rides. So when you were telling me about like, I don't know, I'm really close, that feeling of I am so close to making this this money. I'm one or two trips right. away. And it's not only am I going to get them, but how long it's going to take. Because there were times if I had like three trips left and it was 2 a.m., I thought I could be done. You know, I could pick up two people riding at a carpool. And, you know, in a half hour, I could have one ride left to do it. I don't care where it goes. You know, I'll set my home destination for Burbank and hopefully I'll pick up somebody going back to the valley. Um or whatever, or it was, it could take me the complete two hours to actually pick up these rides. Right. So that feeling of, really know. exactly that yeah, feeling that of anxiety, oh, I don't know what's going to happen is, and I hope I can make this money when it's like at the 11th hour, literally mm-hmm. awful feeling. I hated yeah. that so much. And I really don't miss doing it. I mean, I did do, I, I, I've been doing, um, deliveries, primarily DoorDash for a while, the month between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is no doubt where I picked up whatever it is. I had, uh, whether it was COVID or not, whenever I was sick with at the beginning of the year. But for that month, I did do Uber just because now being in North Jersey, super busy and near a bunch of malls and everything, everything as well, because Garden State Plaza, which is uh, not far from me in Paramus, is the biggest mall in New Jersey. So that's always going to be busy. So I said, well, right. between this the holiday season, between holiday parties for businesses or just people going from house to house, I could probably make a killing. So I did for a month last year, I did uh, do some more rideshare driving, did some Uber driving, but I don't miss doing it at all. <laughs> it was just really, right. really, really frustrating. Um, Deliveries are easier. You don't have to deal with people. Oh, God, yeah. You're not driving and as worry far. about like having to talk to them or awkward silence <laughs> or, you know, wonder where you're going. You know, deliveries are going to be in a tighter area usually. Right. Um, yeah, that. But then you drift no like a little bit because, you know, based on where the area is, you know, with DoorDash could be, you know, a little different. You would pick an area to start in. But um, I would always go to Eatontown. I would start at the Monmouth Mall mm-hmm. um, as my sort of base of operations. But I'd always end up in Red Bank. Always. <laughs> well, it's close. Um, I mean, in 10 minutes, yeah, you could be in Red switches, Bank. Yeah. But uh, um, so it'd be still a, a pretty succinct area um, that you, you'd be in and know where you were going to be. Um, but what a fucking pain in the ass Red Bank is to drive in. <laughs> oh, God. And parking, too. Or parking. Uh, yeah. You know, I would always start in Eatontown. I would drive up there because that's where the money was. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't shit happening in Tom's River. Oh, so same. I drive 45 minutes up to Eatontown to start there <laughs> and, you know, have to drive, you know, around in Red Bank, one-way streets, no mm-hmm. parking. 
um, just uh, people all around. It was it's such a tremendous pain, but that's where the money was. So exactly. Oh, I, I used to drive um, up to you know last year when I was doing DoorDash up to like Woodbridge sometimes mm. because if I saw it was an extra four bucks per delivery during dinner time, I was like, okay, five to nine. I'm do, I'm working in right. Woodbridge because I thought, well, that's like commuting to work. People do right. that, and there were plenty of times when I was miserable driving Uber or Lyft, <laughs> and I'd be out super late. And I'd sometimes have to drive an hour home because, yeah, I'd be down by like Huntington Beach or something like that or Ugh. way east, you know, out in the in the boonies. Well, in the desert, not so much the boonies, but not a lot out there um, when you get east of like Pasadena or you know, where, when I found out San Damas was a real place. Oh, wow. I thought that was just <laughs> I thought it was made up for Bill and Ted. San Damas is a real right. town. No shit. No, it's a real town. <laughs> yeah. And a bit like Diamond Bar or someplace like that. I'd never fucking heard of <laughs> like, oh, God, uh-huh. this sucks. So the idea of going and doing deliveries around Woodbridge was easy or same like near Rutgers. I mean, like you going to Eatontown was easy because Monmouth University is there. Get a lot of college Ooh. kids getting deliveries. So it's also easy to rack up a lot of deliveries in a short area, especially if it's like Chipotle, because that, you know, college kids, that's like the modern. Ramen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're <laughs> you can, you can pick up two deliveries. I don't even at know a time. what the word for it would be. But yeah, Chipotle, you know, with with the yeah. kids these days. Yeah. Uh, but Chipotle was great because um, it wasn't really immediately when I started. But as I was going, you know, through because I did DoorDash for the better part of a year before I kind of just sort of stopped doing it because mm-hmm. um, I didn't really need to anymore. Um, but eventually I would get those um, orders where there would be uh, two at the same time from the same store. Um, and that it would happen so frequently with Chipotle where I would pick up two orders at the same time from the same store. Oh, definitely. And they would be relatively close by. And it was awesome. Because um, DoorDash would allow you to do this thing where you could um, not even in situations like that where it's two from literally the same store, but there'd be another order close by to the one that you were picking up. And it was on your route to drop off the original one. And right. I wouldn't do it at first. I was like, no, I'm going to get too frazzled. I'm just going <laughs> to pick up this order that I'm getting and I'm going to be done. Um, but eventually I realized how easy it was to do that because <laughs> it would be another restaurant like three or four minutes away and you would drop them off and everyone would be happy. Like nobody's food would really be cold. Right. Um, and you're going in so, the same relative direction too. Right. Like if, if somebody, if you're heading northeast well the drop-off is going to be northeast as well um so that's pretty pretty good as right. far as it's it's efficient as opposed to i'm going to criticize uber again but uber eats the last time i did uber eats which is obviously months ago was at the aforementioned garden state plaza uh, i was picking up at shake shack which was loaded and way busy and the food wasn't ready for a half hour until after it was expected to be. So I'm, I'm standing around with my dick in my hand for a half hour anyway. And then I'm picking up these two orders, which is the reason I stuck with it. And again, I did Uber Eats because there was like a decent bonus. It was something else, you know, it was like, it was not much. It was like 30 deliveries for $100, something like that. So I said, all right, I'll do Uber. I would do a DoorDash, but like, you know, I'll, I'll probably make more just with $100 alone. And it's similar amount of time. Well, unlike DoorDash, where you'll be in the same area, uh, apparently Uber doesn't give a shit. So <laughs> I'm and if if you're outside of New Jersey, you're not familiar with it. I apologize uh, geographically, but I, I still know I can still give you an approximation of what it was like. So I'm picking up in Paramus. And now, mind you, I, I'd gotten this delivery. U- Uber eventually evolved to the point where they would tell you, first of all, a guarantee you were going to earn for the delivery um, like DoorDash did. 
So that's another reason why I was up for doing Uber again, because I said, okay, they finally got onto this as opposed to just saying delivery three minutes away, you know, where you didn't know where the hell right. you were picking up or how much <laughs> or how little you were going to make since they kind of took the, the DoorDash format and co-opted it. I said, okay, it's worthwhile. Um, since I was finishing up another delivery when I got pinged for this one, all I saw was two pickups, uh, Garden State Plaza, Shake Shack. I didn't see where they were going because I had another order on the screen because I was dropping off to somebody else. So I pick up these two orders and I look at the map and I see the first one, which is another thing. Uber won't show you the the addresses. With DoorDash, you can always see where you're going as soon as you accept the order. Right. The first one was getting dropped off in Englewood. Now, Englewood is east heading towards like New York. Like it's one of the towns that almost borders the Hudson or maybe it technically does. I don't know where the, the lines uh, lay as far as where the town begins and ends. But it's one of those towns that's on the Hudson, basically. Mm-hmm which was seven miles east from Paramus. Okay. I drop that off, and then I see the second drop-off, which is 14 miles, literally driving back on Route 4 past where I picked it up, (laughs) and seven miles further to Passaic. So not only did I have to drive there to pick up the order, wait a half hour, now I'm driving... It was something like, an, it was over 45 minutes from the time I picked up. Actually, I'm going to take a look because it was my last delivery, so it's easily accessed. Give me just a few seconds because I can tell you how long this thing took. 55 minutes it took. I drove 21.3 miles, and I made $19.86. Wow. Which, I mean, okay for the which hour. Which is awful. No, like but the frustration, and, yeah. and the, but to drive 21 yeah. miles, I mean, it was way more than I would have done it just on two separate deliveries. Right. And what made me even more pissed off was I drove twice as mu- uh, twice the distance to drop off the second delivery and that motherfucker didn't even tip me. Ugh. So I was really pissed off. I wrote a scathing support message to Uber support. And <laughs> How I was do you not like, tip someone? Fuck this. Yeah. I was like, delivering fuck food this to your guy. House. I was like, this is incredibly unfair. I said, I couldn't even see. I wouldn't have agreed to take this order. How to know? And they were like, well, based on the time and the mileage, you were paid accurately and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, fuck of this. Course. So I've, I've delivered for Uber since. Because mm. fuck that. Um, oh, as far as referral goes, by the way, because I, I didn't actually finish up what I was going to say about that. Um, because I, I got the $500 from Lyft right away and Lyft was pretty busy. I told Sherry about it. I said, hey, you should get in on it, you know, and, and start doing this to pick up some extra money. Because she lived a little further south where it's not nearly as congested. She was more in the South Bay area of Los Angeles. Um, and the referral bonus for that was $350 for each of us. So when she completed however many rides she had to complete, I think it was like 45 or 50 in a month. Um, which isn't that bad. You know, if, if you break it down by week, it's like 12 a, a week. You know, you could do that in a weekend. Um, while working full time, of course, wasn't her primary job like it was mine. But uh, she she did that, made the extra 350 and then Uber was 500 So she did that. So I at least got <laughs> referral bonuses from her. Right. But otherwise, everybody who had asked me about it and everybody I drove or, you know, anybody who like drove for Lyft to I refer to do Uber or whatever, never got a referral from anybody else, which was annoying. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> she did it which thankfully the money you know helped her out and certainly helped me out because between the two of them i was able to pay like a month's rent you right. know, just thanks to her signing Pretty up awesome. and doing uber and lyft yeah um but as far as delivery goes do you have any remarkable ones any that have some kind of story really good really bad surprising i'm sure you you had plenty of times you delivered pizza and i delivered a lot of fast food to people where they open the door and it's like <laughs> puff of weed smoke oh, right yeah. in your face yeah i'm Especially, sure you have uh, yeah in tom's river for whatever reason a lot of weed smoke when they would open the door oh yeah <laughs> and it no would doubt. it would hit me right away um 
so things like that would happen all the time. Like it's, it's unmistakable, obviously like they're high as fuck. Yeah. And of course you're going to want pizza, right? Um, <laughs> one of many so, things. Yeah. Some yeah. Kind so of that's one food. of many things. Um, I remember I was delivering, um, for pizza hut and, uh, it was a, like a really stormy day, super windy. And I was delivering to this house on the water. And as I was taking the, uh, the box out of the, you know, the warmer bag, um, the wind had blown the top of the box open and the, <laughs> everything oh my God. had fallen <laughs> right at the guy's doorstep. Oh. Um, like pieces were like flipped over and shit. And it was, it was such a mess. I had sauce like on my pants and on my jacket. <laughs> so gross. Um, so that, that was a fun story. Um, that was super embarrassing. Oh. Uh, most of the pizza was saved and he wasn't like really mad about it luckily, but, um, that was uh, a funny one that I remembered. Um, I mean, not not too much else as far as like really memorable stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the the odd uh, people who don't tip. You know, obviously uh, stick in my memory. Um, I remember <laughs> I was delivering for the the pizzeria I started at, and um, I drove around in Point Pleasant for like an hour trying to find where. Uh, this delivery was mm-hmm. and it ended up being at the high school football game and I was calling this person <laughs> oh calling God. them trying to find them and someone else was answering the phone and I finally found them and it was like these two literally they were kids they were I don't even think they were teenagers <laughs> they were kids and I, I after driving around for almost an hour I bring them the pizza like I'm like walking along the fields and I'm just kind of standing there for a second because they didn't give me a tip <laughs> and I saw the kid and he had $5 in one hand. The other hand was empty. And he just kind of looks up at me and looks down and looks at me again. And he's like, okay, thanks. Oh. <laughs> so that was the one time when I was dick. working for that, pizza, that particular pizzeria where I didn't get a tip. And I was so fucking mad. So I got back to the to, to the uh, pizzeria and told them. And they ended up giving me money out of the register because they, they, they felt, felt so, so bad. bad. Oh, and I was like, sucked. this fucking asshole didn't tip me. Like this stupid kid and like he had the money right there in his hands. Like, why didn't he give it to me <laughs> after all the trouble I went through? That fucking I, I did. That happened yeah. to me once with with Postmates. I delivered to a high school kid during like it's lunch break. Now, you're not supposed to deliver to, you know, and school grounds or anything like that because you can't walk into the school. You don't you don't attend. So I guess there's right. a liability concern there. But yeah, there was there was one kid who ordered and I did report to them afterwards because you can some, you know, something went wrong with my delivery and say, like, well, I had the order in my hand. I didn't know it was a school till I got there. So I dropped it off. But just a heads up like this, this account is being used by a high school kid. Um, so that actually did happen to me once. <laughs> there, there were a couple of funny ones that I had. This was literally because, like I said, I was going through the Postmates app to see exactly what I did. So it was. I started uh, July 27th and I was feeling around different areas of L.A. that would be good to to deliver in what was most profitable, what was, you know, the, the most likely to pick up and delivery distance and everything. So I was trying different areas. So I ended up on the west side at some point on August 9th. So I'd been at this for about two weeks. And I get a prompt to pick up this order at the restaurant in the Beverly Hills Hotel. Ooh, yeah, which was which was crazy. I just could literally could not believe I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to pick up food 
at the Beverly Hills Hotel. So I pull up to the valet and I said, hi, I'm actually just here to pick up an order from the restaurant. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. He's like, just, you can just go park over there and blah, blah, blah. Super cool. Which is fine. Like valets and everybody because they're, they're working schmoes, too. They're, they're always super right. cool at places like that. At hotels and at, you know, the high end apartments and, and whatever, because they're just, work, you know, they're working for a living wage like you. And they, they probably <laughs> get more than their share of these, you know, stuck up hoity toity assholes. And right. um, so I go in and I walk into the, you know, the main desk is there up front where you check in. And I said, hi, uh, you point me toward the restaurant, please. And they pointed me toward there. And then I'm waiting for uh, this order and they was like, ah, oh, it's just going to be a couple more minutes. I said, okay, well, can I use the restroom? I don't even think I had to use the restroom. I just had to see what it was like. Cause I said, I'm not going to Beverly Hills hotel right. anytime soon. <laughs> Let me see what this is about. And it was like fancy ass towels and everything. I took a picture actually inside the bathroom just cause I couldn't believe how opulent it was. It was really mm. mind blowing. And, uh, there, there was a really funny joke in, uh, I don't think you've seen easy money with Rodney Dangerfield and Joe Pesci. Have you? No. Okay, we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to watch that at some point. But there's a great joke in there where uh, Rodney Dangerfield's mother in law owns this this high end uh, department store in Manhattan, Monahans. Uh, so he and Joe Pesci go in to check it out one day, and uh, <laughs> they're looking around at just how you know like this upscale. It, it's kind of like a um like a Nordstrom's, like a Neiman Marcus type place, like this upscale department store. And uh, Joe Pesci's character in the movie is a plumber. And uh, so the the premise, this is a lot of setup just for one joke, but it is, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen Easy Money, it's always on like Amazon Prime or HBO or something. Watch Easy Money, Ronnie Dangerfield. But um, the premise is his mother-in-law dies and in order to inherit her fortune, he needs to give up, you know, drugs, alcohol, philandering, <laughs> lose weight, <laughs> all this other stuff. And he's being monitored this whole time. And... Uh, during the process, when he gets frustrated, Joe Pesci says, you know, this, the, your problem is this, this, this thing ain't real to you. And he said, have you ever been to the store? He's like, no, I just dropped, you know, Rose, his wife off uh, one time. He's like, well, let's go check it out. Anyway, they walk in the entrance and they see how fancy it is. And Joe Pesci looks over, you know, being a plumber, says, hey, when you take over, you let me fix the bathrooms here. And then Roddy Jagerfield looks around at the people inside. He goes, they don't go to the bathroom here. <laughs> and, and when I walked in to the to the bathroom, now all that, just to tell you this, when I walked in the bathroom at the Beverly Hills Hotel, it's the size of, it's bigger than the house I grew up in. And there's nobody in there but me. <laughs> so I, tell you, I have a picture of this empty bathroom that's fancy as you can imagine. And I literally sent, I, first of all, I sent a text to my sister saying, like, you're not going to fucking believe this. I'm picking up at the <laughs> restaurant at the Beverly Hills Hotel. How weird. Like, whoever thought I'd set foot in this place, much less, you know, right. for a purpose. And uh, I sent her a picture of the bathroom <laughs> after I was in there and literally sent her with the caption, they don't go to the bathroom here. <laughs> She's like, that's a beautiful bathroom. I said, yeah, it really is. And there's nobody in it except for me. Really right. funny. Just fa- like monogram towels by the literally stacked up by the sink and everything i mean i expected a little dude to be in there with you know cologne and mints and stuff like right. that like it was yeah. a nightclub but no i was the only soul in this bathroom. it was really really funny and the woman ordered I actually have i took a picture of the receipt just because i couldn't believe it and i just went and looked it up before we started this like just ordered a, a turkey burger uh a hamburger uh two eggs side of fries side of turkey bacon now just for shits and gigs how how much do you think that costs including she did throw on a tip but let's say just food 
Turkey burger, two eggs, side of turkey bacon, a hamburger, side of fries. 50 bucks. Higher. <laughs> 75 bucks. Now, 64. And she did. She, she tipped the staff as well. So it was $81 for this woman's lunch. And, of course, it's going to some house in Beverly Hills. Must be nice. It's a super fancy house. And she, of course, answers the door in her robe and, mm-hmm. you know, handed it to her. And that was it. I mean, and she gave a reasonable tip. But the whole experience is just like, can you imagine ordering lunch from the restaurant in the Beverly Hills Hotel? Like, that's a world. I mean, look, I right. never thought I was going to live in California. I never thought I'd move out of my parents' house, much, much less eventually right. live in California, much less ever set foot in the Beverly Hills Hotel. So the whole mm. concept was just the, the experience, I should say, was ridiculous. It was just insane. I'd say so. Um, there was another funny one where I delivered um, <laughs> this. This was on the west side of L.A. too. I don't remember what I delivered. And frankly, it doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, a woman answered the door. Now, this is a woman who was I'm going to put her in 30s, maybe early 40s. Uh, I mean, look, there's a lot of plastic surgery out there. Um, of course. Right. Good looking woman. I put her at about a seven. OK, um, OK, I'm listening. Uh, must have been at home alone. It was in the afternoon, delivered whatever it was, um, answers the door in just her underwear, topless. And <laughs> I'm sure she, th- there must have been some kind of stunned look on my face, as you would imagine, because free titties. No, but just the, the fact that she would answer the door, like not throw anything on, especially right. knowing there's a delivery coming. It's not like I showed up, uh, you know, trying to sell her a water tower yeah you know, it wasn't a surprise like <laughs> ask ask her if she's found jesus like she knew someone was going to be coming to the door possibly a man yeah he's right here <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. it opens the door and i guess she must notice my link she's like mm, all right well a little bonus for you <laughs> takes her, or a little oh was it was it a little extra for you like just kind of shrugged it off like was not inhibited at all and i thought wow what a life um and took the food and that was that but i just thought wow really 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 surprising <laughs> Um, I never I, got to see tits delivering anything. So, oh, well, you're you're missing you, you out. definitely win. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's funny too. Um, people always ask me, aside from the boobs, like, have you ever, you know, did you? Because I drove Uber again. That was the primary uh job near the end of my time in in California. But they said, like, you know, did you ever drive around celebrities? I haven't. Um, a couple, you know, actors and actresses you you might not have heard of, but you know, have you driven people? Have you delivered to people? Even when I was delivering. And uh, the answer is yes. Um, I once delivered sushi to Breck and Meyer, which mm. was in some woman's name. Uh, so I didn't know it was him, but he answered the door and I knew who he was. And it was just like, uh, hi, it's your Postmates order. He's like, all right, thanks. And it was like, I have a good day. And that was it. And, yeah. you know, average tip, like 15%, mm. which is fine. Um, you know, I didn't expect he was going to lay all that you know, basic cable Franklin and bash money on me, but you know, right. at least he tipped if he didn't he's tip. Not an a, he's I, not an A-list. Exactly. So. But I, I would run, yeah. run to the internet immediately. <laughs> Bre- right. Brecken hey, Meyer. I met Brecken Meyer. He's a fucking cheap bastard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I picked You were up, awesome in the craft. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I would have called, called out probably road trip or something like that, where he was actually a main star as opposed to right. like, Hey, clueless. Um, we, uh, but anyway. Boku delayed. <laughs> I uh one funny which was the funniest not not really it's funny in hindsight it was just the most random incident um so I picked up I I used to work in the valley because I lived in the valley I would usually uh, my delivery areas I would start in the the San Fernando Valley which is you know Burbank North Hollywood Sherman Oaks Studio City um that kind of area I would usually be working and doing deliveries in so I this one uh Postmates pickup from 
Oh, because of proximity. Since you're only going over to the Hollywood Hills, you sometimes would deliver from the valley into the hills, even on the Hollywood side of the hills. And um, I picked up, I, I had an order for this one sushi joint, uh, which I picked up from a thousand times. And um, I walked in and I said, hi, I'm post. I mean, they, they saw the bag. There's a Postmates insulated bag. So they would see the bag. Like, hey, you're from? I was like, oh, I'm picking up for, um, actually, have to, I'd, I'd write down the name so I can remember what it was. I was like, I'm picking up an order for John Stevens. And they're like, okay, um, it's almost ready, just a couple of minutes. I'm like, okay. And I'm standing there waiting. And who's standing across from me waiting? I don't know if they're waiting for a party or I don't think it was the go order because he was dressed up really nicely. Um, I don't know who or what they were waiting for. Um, but standing in front of me was Chris Evans. Oh. And like across, like he's leaned up against one wall. I'm leaned up against the other. So he's like four feet away from me. Um. And I did. I don't like calling people out, especially in public. And I'm thinking, oh, the guy's just grabbing dinner or something like that. Like, that's one thing. If you ever hear like interviews with celebrities or something and they'll say, oh, I just hate people bother me when I'm eating. I thought the guy's having a night out. I'm not going to say anything to him. Um, you know, this would be after this. Well, 2015. So, like, yeah, like Age of Ultron had just come out. Mm. So everybody knew he was Captain America. But right. he also didn't look like Captain America. He generally has a beard um, when he's, you know, when he hasn't been filming those movies. So I did recognize him and I was actually just going to do a quick like moment of recognition. And I was actually going to say uh, point to him to be like Jake Weiler, which was his character's name in not another team movie, which is the first <laughs> thing I saw him in just as a little acknowledgement. Yep. But then I, I thought better of it. I said, I'm not going to bother the guy. He's just here for, you know, pick up some sushi or to meet somebody or, or whatever he's doing. Um, and then the, the hostess comes back with the order and I leave for the order and um, I'm going over the hill towards the the hollywood area i don't want to identify the neighborhood even though it's probably not that big a deal but uh just the same and um i pull up to this house and like a lot of houses up in the hills there's a gate so i call the uh call box on the gate i was like hi this is chris i'm here with your postmates order and a woman answers and she's like oh my god great you know come on in and then um i walk in through the gate and uh go up to the front door and opens the door and John Stevens answers the door. Do you know who John Stevens is? I do not know who John Stevens is. John Stevens is John Legend. Oh. And answers the door in his robe. He had the good sense to put a robe on, unlike that broad from earlier. And uh, <laughs> from my last story. <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, thanks, man. I was like, oh, no problem. Have a good night. And that's it. Because I don't, fl- I'm not in a, I'm not in a way, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I don't flinch, especially out there. You'll just see celebrities out and about. And unless you're like super starstruck or anything, which I'm generally not, and I also don't want to be one of those people who freaks out, I just wouldn't want to do that to myself or to That's them. Me. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know you would. That's how I would be. I mean, <laughs> I've met very oh few God. celebrities, but <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. I wouldn't, and I'm like the guys in his robe. They're you know they got this nice sushi dinner. I don't want to. I don't want to bother him. I don't want him to be like, oh man. At the same time, I couldn't. Yeah, I guess it's different. Like if you anything. see the stuff all the time, where you can just kind of see celebrities out and about all the mm-hmm. time, like. It doesn't register as much, but right. if it's like a once in a while thing, like and it's someone who I genuinely like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to freak out. Sorry. Well, yeah, and I get it. Yeah. Out, out I don't there, care though, we're it's... at the supermarket. Like <laughs> this comes with the territory, asshole. Like you're famous. Expect it. <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, out there, it's it's so like I'm common. not going to be like in the bushes outside of your house, but <laughs> right. Well, I thought it was an inevitability with delivering food to people because you know celebrities aren't going to go out and get their own food, especially if they're recognizable. It's recognizable to say John Legend. Um. Mm. And obviously the voice on the call box is Chrissy Teigen, but um, it's I I kind of expected that that was something that was going to happen. Um, 
fact, there were a couple of times I delivered to porn stars I recognized as well, or nude <laughs> models or whatever, like, which was so weird. It's very weird to, um, you know, bring, you know, some food to somebody and have them answer the door and it's somebody you've jerked off to in the past. That's an interesting experience. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I know yeah. who you are <laughs> even yeah. without acknowledging it. Like, obviously I, I have a professional enough demeanor when I'm working that I don't, you know, it doesn't crack. I mean, if you answer the door topless, then obviously that's going to, you know, I'm going to have a slightly different reaction to that. But yeah. overall, I, I kind of just generally, you know, polite and kind of up, you know, with everybody. So there wasn't any moment of just like, Oh, it was so just you funny. Didn't tell them like, if I had a nickel for every time I blew a load to you, I wouldn't have to be doing this. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I said thanks. She said thanks. Um, which was just more, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was afterwards. I just thought, huh, who knew? Because it was just the first name and a last initial, and it could have been anybody. It was a common enough, you know, name for a woman mm-hmm. that I didn't really think anything. You know, you don't assume it's anybody. But then when she answered the door, I was like, ah, okay. Ah. Which was funny because I wonder if her her last initial was the same, like wh- whether she used, let's say, her stage name. Or if her actual last name, you know, last name on her birth certificate, uh, actually began with the same letter as her stage name. So I, I put it together after. I was like, yeah, that was definitely her. Even if I had a moment of, you know who she looks like? You know, the name kind of confirmed it for me. Right. Um, so those were funny. It was funny just to have kind of like two celebrity encounters in one delivery, just to see Chris Evans and then to deliver to John Legend and Chrissy Teigen was just like, wow. Which, right. not wholly unexpected, living out there. Yeah. Um, one that was less expected, which was funny, which I told Jack about right away because I knew he was going to freak out. Um, I don't remember what I delivered, picked up from. Oh, it was a taco place. Now I do remember. It's weird how that just came back to me. Uh, picked up from a taco place in the valley and delivered to a house. I'm sorry, an apartment in Sherman Oaks, um, a small building, one with like eight, you know, apartments in it or something. And I walk up and I tweeted about this. So now I'm not giving anything away that isn't already uh, fairly public. But. Um, a woman answers the door and uh, says, I am here delivering your, it was, I, yeah, it was Postmates. I was doing it at the time. And she answers the door and she's in a screen junkie shirt. And I said, oh, that's awesome. I love screen junkies. And she was like, oh, really? I said, yeah. She, she kind of turns her head. She goes, Nick. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you, you remember this, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yep. comedian and actor and writer, Nick Mundy comes out and funnily enough, wasn't in, in his underwear. <laughs> in his tidy whiteies <laughs> and i was like oh wow nick my-. i'm like hey how's it going i was like i'm just dropping off your food not gonna bother you i was like um but i'm totally gonna tell my friend jack that i got to see you in your underwear or, you know something like that um <laughs> and then funnily enough he tweeted about it before i did <laughs> like i was just gonna make a reference to just like hey at least this guy's cool because i figured you know it was no big deal even though he's not like a, a super you know super famous uh person it was still something where uh you know obviously his wife would have known enough you know that like obviously if she's gonna let the postmates guy know where he lives that he would you know assuming i'd be cool about it and i was right. so funnily enough he tweeted about it before me and jack sent me the tweet and i replied to it <laughs> let him know i was the dude and uh it, it was it was really funny so i actually had something of an interaction from what was a good experience um but it's just so funny the <laughs> seeing people in their underwear seeing people topless yeah. A lot of funny stuff like that. Imagine. Um, oh, <laughs> you can. And you're going yeah, to have to. I don't have those fun stories around here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have one funny People story around here. People answer fully clothed and no celebrities. <laughs> did, you, did you have any crazy like uh, tips that took you by surprise? 
with anything or have they been I mean, aside from like, hey, this person tipped an extra six bucks over the guarantee. Like, was there anything that was that really floors you? Um, around Christmas time, the first uh, pizzeria I was working at, somebody uh, tipped me like twenty five dollars on an order. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, about about it. I mean, I was delivering in a in a town where people had a lot of money, mm. so they were generally very generous and cool. That that was like the week before Christmas, and I I got like twenty five bucks on an order. I was like, oh wow, that's <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, nothing nothing terribly out of the ordinary. Now, see, people I- aren't that generous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had two experiences like that early in Postmates, which is like the kind of thing you'd hope for. Um, which was. Uh, there was one uh, yet. There were a couple of sushi places in the valley that I'd be kind of in proximity to. You know, I would you know park near there, hoping that I would get pickups from there. Because you know when you're talking about like the the most basic item on the menu starts at thirty dollars. You know you're delivering somebody at least a thirty dollar you know order. That chances right. are the tip might be uh, pretty decent. Then uh, I would hang around there. So there was one I picked up. Uh, there's there's one chain out there that has like these. Bo- I mean, I'm sure many places have them, but they have these boxes of like a I think it's like a chef's choice kind of thing where they make whatever the sushi is that day and it comes in a box or whatever. And these boxes are like about thirty five dollars a piece. I picked up this order that was ten of them in Ooh. two bags that, of course, was going up to the Hollywood Hills. So I'm approaching and uh, the people I'm delivering to call me. And they said, hi, the app says you're nearby. Are you close? And I said, yeah, I'm actually coming up to a gate. Like it was a community that had a gate, gated entrance. And I said, I'm coming up pretty closely right now. Um, I said, I'll be there in a few seconds. Like, oh, well, we'll come to the gate and we'll meet you. That way you don't need to drive all the way in and everything. I was like, wow, thanks. And I kind of wasn't surprised because they had an accent. Turns out they were Swedish. But yeah, that's why. Because they weren't fat, lazy Americans who weren't willing to you know, <laughs> come downstairs to get something. Instead, they came to the gate of the complex to actually get the food from me. And uh, they came. And of course, to a, a gorgeous man and woman who you know, <laughs> come to the gate. Yeah. You know, this is Swedish, <laughs> I assume, models. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we love the sushi. I can't do a Swedish accent. I'm sure I could. Yeah. But it would probably be wildly <laughs> offensive. <laughs> But they were really friendly and they were like, yeah, thank you so much. They're like, no, we're just staying at a house here. So, you know, we don't, you know, we just wanted to, you know, make it easy or whatever. At some point they said they were from Sweden. They were staying in the house temporarily. And, you know, they, you know thank you for the order and everything. Um, so I go back to my car and the tips roll in um, after the, per- like whenever they tip on the app or whenever the order is kind of completed, usually pretty quickly after dropping off the order, uh, the tip would show up on the Postmates app. And... um now, I, I was doing it in my head that, well, it was $350 in sushi because I got 10 of these $35 boxes. So that's a ton. Um, well, they gave me at least a 20% tip because my tip was $75. Whoa. So, and at, with the delivery as well, like all in, I made $90 and change from that one delivery. And I was like, that's wow, that's about, awesome. a, that was about a month after I started doing Postmates. And I was like, this is great. Mm. Now, I knew that was the exception and not the rule. Right. So it didn't course. set like a crazy high standard for me in the same way. Still a woman's... nightmaker, though. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, like, oh, I can quit an hour early, an hour. Well, two hours yeah, early. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't need to worry about it. Cause there was a point I was working Postmates um, almost every day. Cause the cool thing about them was, and I don't know if this is the same way. This is before everybody kind of got on the instant pay thing. You know, you pay a small mm. fee and you can cash out your earnings right away. Um, right. The deposit was five days after you worked. So I would generally work. I, I wouldn't really work Mondays, but 
but I work basically every other day. So I essentially would have like, let's say, you know, 60, 70, $80 deposit dropping in my bank account every day of the week, except Sunday. So that was pretty amazing. Or Monday, I would get a couple of deposits. That would be a bigger one. But, um, I was working, and that's kind of cool to have just money constantly coming in exactly. instead of waiting a week or waiting a two weeks. Oh to, you God, know, to get it, paid. it made it so much you know? easier. And then fast forward to when you know I was able to work Uber and Lyft and cash out at the end of the night, and it was great because I thought, good, I don't need to you know struggle. And you know, if I need to pay my Verizon bill, I can work until I've made the you know hundred right. bucks or whatever it was. And then now I know that bill is paid. Or if I need to pay my cable bill, same thing. And then rent. I hustle for the whole week and I try to make my whole rent, which there were a couple of those weeks where I put in, you know, 40 plus hours and, you know, where I just had to make my rent in a week. That happened a couple of times. Uh, Actually, that's one of the reasons I worked when you and Jack came out and visited me in 2016. I was like, I got to make a couple more bucks because it's almost the beginning of September and uh, I'm taking some unpaid time off. Which, funnily enough, I actually, in going through to, to find some of this information for doing the show with you, I actually went back and looked. As I was scrolling, uh, looking for something else in my Uber earnings, and um, almost three years ago, when Jack got married, I was originally supposed to come back uh, the weekend before, like the Friday before the wedding, because his, his wedding was on a Friday, wasn't it? I'm trying to remember. I think. Uh... I think it was, I think it's one of the reasons they booked it. It was like a Friday in December, so it was pretty cheap. Well, either way, I was supposed to be back the, week- been a Friday. the weekend yeah. before, because you guys were going to Philly for his bachelor party. And what was it? Maybe that was 2018, 2017, 2017. Yeah. Wow. I know three years ago. ago. Isn't that crazy? Jesus. I know two. It's almost two years since I came back at this point in. Yeah. Uh, so it was, a, it was a Friday. It was the eighth. The yeah, wedding December was a Friday. 8th. Okay. Yeah. So, so Friday, yeah, it yeah. was a Saturday before <laughs> you guys were going to Philly and it was like, I forget when it was probably about a month before. Cause I was getting everything together since Jack's wedding was on December 8th and Christmas was shortly after it would have been pointless for me to fly back after Jack's wedding and re- do another flight back to Jersey close to right. Christmas. It would have been worthwhile just to stay. So I ended up staying for almost six weeks um, into a little bit into January and got there. I think the Tuesday before the wedding, like three days before. And I felt really bad because I wanted to be there for the bachelor party. And I was one of the groomsmen and I thought, you know, I I should be there. But I said, look, I'm going to be home for a couple of weeks. You know, if I could work another weekend and make some money, you know, just driving Uber, I said, that's going to make this that's going to make this month I'm at home a lot easier. I said, I really can't give up the money that I'm going to need to go to the party as much as I like to be there. But I'll be there for the wedding. Absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. Well, having scrolled back now and looked at it. Yeah, that weekend, I, I didn't remember what it was because at that point it was all about the trip and Christmas and everything was on my mind. But looking at it, that that extra weekend I stayed in California before flying back to Jersey for his wedding, I made 800 bucks that weekend. So that was totally the right move. I'm sure you guys had a great right. time at the bachelor party, but $800. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. it was it was <laughs> way worth it. And it was one of those things where I'm like, this could make the difference between whether or not I'm an, an, you know, an anxiety-ridden mess <laughs> or I'm actually comfortable for the time that I'm home since I'm going to be home for most of December and the beginning of January, you know, right. especially because Sherry was also coming out for the first time. And I wanted, you know, a couple of bucks to, for us to be able to do stuff while she was here. So that was definitely another part of it. Um, the other crazy tip story I have, which was just <laughs> just weird, um, not weird so much as random, which was uh, November of 2015. Just after Thanksgiving was November 29th. Not that that means anything to anybody else, but I'm in the same uh, parking lot that I'm generally in, you know, near a bunch of restaurants and everything. So just I'm in proximity because you're more likely to get deliveries if you're in proximity. Mm -hmm. And I never heard of this place before, but I get a pickup 
an alert to pick up at a place called Lululemon. And I was like, that must be some other boutique restaurant somewhere. <laughs> this little mom and pop place. Uh, no, Lululemon is like exercise clothing. It's like high end exercise clothing. I don't even know if any, I mean, there's probably some somewhere in Jersey, more likely near me than down by you, but I'd never heard of it. And mm-hmm. it was literally a list of clothes this person wanted me to pick up all in about $500 worth of clothes. Super expensive, you know, like shirts, you know, like shirts made of, you know, whatever material. So, you know, sweat kind of easily brushes off them or whatever. And some mm-hmm. shorts and things like that. And I thought, this is crazy. Well, I only found a couple of pieces, a couple of things that they wanted, which was about 350 ish dollars. Again, you know, it was like between 350 and 400. I don't remember what the total was, but it wasn't everything. There were like two items that were on their shopping list that uh, the store didn't have. Oh, and, so you would literally have to go and pick all this stuff out by yourself. Like it wouldn't be like they are ready right. well, in a I, bag for yeah, you to I, just take. I'd never gotten anything uh-huh. for a store before. I mean, later on, there were some, you know, grocery stores that participated where you would go in and shop for a couple items. I mean, it generally wasn't a full cart, but it would be like, you know, maybe 10 or 12 items you'd have to go pick out and pay for with the, you know, the, the card, the app issued you and then go deliver groceries. That became a thing, which was usually pretty good because people were pretty good about tipping with that because um, they understood there was no you know fee included. But um, in this case, this is the first time I picked up for somewhere that wasn't a restaurant, and I got all this stuff, and I thought, geez, I hope the card works and everything. And it did. That was pretty cool. And then I'm driving once again up to the Hollywood Hills, almost over the hills into Hollywood, and I pull up to this house that's huge. That's gated, of course. I buzz, and I say I'm here from Postmates. And I pull up the driveway. Now, in the driveway is a, I don't remember how many car garage it was. It was at least a four-car garage. Super expensive crazy looking sports cars parked in there and then another i don't know if it was just a room that had like a garage type door open it connected to the house with workout stuff like weights all over the place like there was literally a a bench with you know the bench press bar on it whatever the technical name is for that um with huge weights stacked on it so this must have been a professional athlete's house or something like that and that's why they wanted all this it, essentially it's workout clothing Right. I thought, wow, this is crazy. And um, since the door was open to this room or this you know, garage door, whatever the hell it was, was open, that's the door I went to because the light was on and everything. You know, this this room was lit up. And if if that big door was open, that must be where they wanted me to go unless somebody just forgot. But there was a doorbell. So I go up, I ring the bell. Of course, <laughs> this Eastern European, you know, rail thin model comes to the door to <laughs> answer. And I was like, hi, I'm here from Postmates dropping out a thing from Lululemon. And she was just like, you know. It's like, okay, thank you, or whatever it was. I, I, I don't remember what accent she had. I don't know. I didn't ask to see her passport or green card, nothing. Mm. I just gave her the delivery, and that was that. And I just thought, that is crazy. But obviously, this is somebody's house. Had to be an athlete or something, looking at the cars and looking at all the, the exercise equipment. I mean, it was loaded. I, I noticed the weights because right. I was like, whoever answers the door is going to be a tank because I mm. saw all the weights, you know, the plates that were stacked on the bench pressing bar. And... um. So I leave and I'm heading back towards the valley. And then when I do get back there and I stopped, I check on the delivery to see if a tip was added on because I thought, Jesus, you know, this was like $400 worth of clothes. I wonder what kind of tip they had. Tip was $102.30 <laughs> on top of a $10 delivery fee. So I made $112 for one delivery. Wow. Again, total exception. Didn't expect it. Right. It was one of those nights where I said, I think I'm going to call it a night. But then I said, you know what? Nope. This is a blessing. Take it for what it is. Because this was early. It wasn't even 8 o'clock. So I said, I got another two hours I could deliver and, you know, make some money. So 
I ended up continuing to work that night, but that was one of those, like, that was the biggest tip I've ever gotten from anything. And, uh, you know, That's working crazy. on any of these apps. Yeah, 102 bucks. And I thought, Jesus, all I did was pick up clothes, which made me even more upset that, because I assume that was based on a percentage, because why would it be like $102 and let's say 30 right. cents. So it probably was a, it had to have been a percentage. And I thought, damn it, I really wish they had all the items because I would have gotten yeah. an even bigger tip. <laughs> I could have gotten another $40 if, you know, they had, uh, you know, the other 100 or $200 worth of items. I could have had even more money. Damn it. Damn you, Lululemon. But bless you uh. at the same time. Um, so that was crazy. One kid, uh, the only other time after that, one kid literally tipped me with a hundred dollar bill for an Uber pool ride once. I thought I didn't see what it was. Wow. He handed me a bill on his way out and he said, oh, thanks, which was weird because it was a carpool ride. Mm -hmm. um, it was an Uber pool. And we happened to not pick anybody up going from like downtown L.A. to Culver City or something like that, which is a little bit of a drive. Um, not too bad, but probably about a half hour. And um, it was after dark. So I didn't see what it was. He was like, oh, and. And he, English was his second language. He was uh, Asian. And um, but he, he says uh, he's like, oh, and tip and then hands me a bill. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. Have a good night. Didn't look at the bill or anything. I just put it in the cup holder and, um, you know, then swiped, you know, to, to end the ride. And he got out and I pulled just up and around the block because I want to take the bill and put it in my wallet. And when I put the you know cabin light on in the in the car, I look and it was a hundred dollar bill. And I said, oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to hang on to this because I don't want to get it. Just a, in case. Yeah. He yeah. Like he meant like, to give me a give five. That. It, that, well, that's exactly what yeah. I thought. Like he was going to give me a five. Something. He took a carpool ride. Like he got the cheapest ride possible. Right. So I didn't think he would have this money. I literally kept that hundred dollar bill for a week. And when I didn't hear anything, I was like, great. <laughs> gonna go, <Yeah>. gonna <laughs> go mine. cash it. Yeah. This, as soon as you lose. <laughs> oh, you know what it was? It was right before this was, um, like beginning of summer 2017. Cause it was right before I was about to, um, drive back to jersey in june of 2017 i did a cross-country drive to visit jersey for like um maybe like eight days so i did a four-day drive stayed here for like eight or nine days and four days back but it was right before that trip and i thought okay well this money is going to be coming with me this will pay for a chunk of gas this is like you know three phillips so yeah that was pretty sweet so there are those occasional moments but they're rare but they're once rare. again I, I still recommend everybody do it everybody should sign up for the apps just have as an option. It's definitely worthwhile to have just as some. Absolutely some good to fall back on. Yeah. Or if you have a big purchase coming up and you just don't have the cash. Like, oh, totally. Work a couple of days and you got it. That's you know? it. Well, I was even saying yeah. that to Corey. I was like, work Friday and Saturday night. I was like, you can mop up 120 bucks, you know, working two nights. Yeah. Easy. And at the end of the month, you know, if you do that for a couple of weeks and like you yeah. couldn't, you could use another... an extra $500 a month, you know? Totally, and that's nothing to see. And it's easy work. No, like I, not for people like us. Yeah, I, I listen. Five hundred dollars goes a long way. I'll just listen to CDs. I'll listen to podcasts. I'll listen to Howard. I'll listen to audiobooks. Whatever. Like, there's enough to keep me entertained in the car that I don't mind just spending the time doing deliveries. And it's also active work. This is, it's very rare right. you're sitting around for very right. long waiting on deliveries, especially now that True. everyone's so dependent. And I'm sure now, you know, with the pandemic in the last few months, yeah. it's got to be busy all the time. Yeah, I, I can't help but think that people are constantly ordering food because that's that's been the option for most of this time. And, right, uh, it's been the option, and people are trying to keep small businesses alive. You know, by oh, doing absolutely. that, and we've done it a lot. You know, so it's yeah. Now is the time if you're going to do it and you need the money. Yeah, now is the time to jump on it. Absolutely. In fact, I'm gonna if you're watching the video of this, I will put the uh, referral links in the video description down below. Uh, if you want, I don't know if there's gonna be a bonus or anything, but uh, I'll still put my referral links for uber and doordash and uh that may still have one for postmates even though i've done it in years but
But uh, I'll put those down in the video description. If you're thinking about it, sign up because it's worthwhile and maybe it'll uh, kick something back to me, which will go towards the show, which will be nice because uh, we got some more mm-hmm. plans for Shared Universe Podcast Studio, uh, which will be back in next week. Uh, hopefully nothing happens between now and then. The way 2020 is going, we don't know. But yeah. uh, next week, let's hope we'll be back at Shared Universe Podcast Studio. But in the meantime, you can follow Ryan on Instagram at Honey I Drunk the Beers. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And you can follow the show at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Please like, please share, please rate, give the show five stars, subscribe, uh, give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the video channel, and all that good stuff. And I'll be back next Monday with another episode. So until next time, for Ryan Taggart, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. responsible for ensuring that the cargo reaches its destination. So I'm going to be a delivery boy? Exactly. All right! I'm a delivery boy!